Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Show for December 5th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. We have an absolutely phenomenal show lined up for you today. My boy Reed is going to stop by. Reed and I are going to look back at week 13, share our week 14 bets. Plus, Gino will have his horse racing by the day from Woodbine. But before we jump into all that, I'd like to say thank you to the sponsor of the show, the good old Thrive betting app. If you're not using Thrive, you're really messing out. Go to the App Store, download the Thrive app, use the promo code ETOFT21 for 100% deposit match. If you're watching on YouTube, link to that is in the description. Now let's go ahead. Let's see what our boy Gino has for us cooking over at Woodbine. Best bet for this week's going to come on Thursday at Woodbine. Only a couple weeks of racing remain at Woodbine, then they'll have a few months off and uh, start back up next year. We're going to take a look at race number three for our best bet. Always looking at DRF, daily racing form, for the past performances. And I'm going to take a look at Ghostly Perfection in here. This is a horse I've been following for a little while, and she's a little quirky. She's not a fast starter but she always closes very quickly and they put the blinkers on her last time, maybe hoping that she would get a little bit more speed in her early. It was the same sort of thing where she was kind of out of it early on. She finished fifth. You watch the race again, though, the difference between fifth and second that day was less than a length. So I think it was a deceiving kind of margin. Now that was going six furlongs. All of her races have been either six or six and a half. And now she's going to get to stretch out a little bit and get to seven furlongs here. I just think the extra distance is really going to help her. It won't impact her with those slow starts quite as much. She'll have a little bit more time to figure things out and come a closing. She's a nice juicy price of 12 to one on the morning line. If we can get anything over six, I think that's fair value there. Best of luck on Thursday at Woodbine. Make sure to tune in each and every week for all of the great information from Eric. He'll give you everything you need to know about football, college, everything going on in the world of sports. Good luck. Make sure you give my boy Gino a follow at It's Me, Gino B. I'm on his podcast every single Friday talking NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, you name it. I am there. Now let's welcome to the stage the man, the myth, the legend, former D3 great Reed. Reed, what's up, dude? Oh, I'm I'm doing well. My uh my Longhorns got in the playoff, although probably at the expense of expense of someone else. They got a little hosed, but uh doing well. Is it was that a good a, good Sunday morning to wake up to. Is that a hook'em horn shirt you are currently rocking right now, my friend? It is, yeah. Uh first time since I was in third grade that they uh they won the Big 12, so Dude, I'm telling Good you, man, against Washington. I am sitting on them 25 to one. Can't can't good. run on that D line. Cannot run on that D line. Although Washington can throw, so I'm a little nervous, but we'll see. Obviously, a little worried about the throwing. That's that's a big worry point. Um, you mentioned the college football stuff. Obviously, a big thing going on. And this is a football show. We mainly focus on the NFL, but I'm sure some college football fans are watching. Let's touch on the college football situation. What were your thoughts? about the semifinals and Florida State not making it. Yeah, I you know, I felt a little bad because at first I at first when I saw Bama in, my mind went to what a like wow, Michigan Bama, that's going to be awesome and was kind of pumped for like an hour and then I was like wait, like and started to, the more you think about it, the more ridiculous it is that they left Florida State out at 4. Uh I mean, I know like they didn't look great against Florida uh, that was that guy's first ever start in a rivalry game on the road. I think Alabama knows all about playing tight games on rival on the road in a rivalry game. Uh, you know, he wasn't even in that Louisville game, and they still won by double. They won by ten points. I think to watch that game, you know, you're like, yeah, the offense isn't doing anything. But then you watch that game, and you're like, well, yeah, the defense. You know, there's NFL guys all over the place. You know, they have Verse uh, Jackson on the D line. Uh, I just like, and the more it's sad with me, like, you know, Bama is 12 and one and I understand they won the SEC, but they weren't going to leave. They weren't going to put Bama in over Texas because Texas beat Bama, but they didn't want to leave out the 12 and one SEC champion who went undefeated in the SEC. And I think frankly, because there's not a four team playoff next year, they thought it, you know what, we can just hose Florida state and people will be upset for a week and then they'll probably not care. So I thought it was, 
the more I thought about it, it's just ridiculous uh, to go undefeated in a power five. And I know the ACC is not great, but it's not the worst power five. So, yeah, I thought that was a, that was a, a group, not egregious, but it was definitely a misstep. I agree 100%. Now, look, my two cents is this. To me, it's pretty cut and dry. Um, you play who's in front of you. They won every game. They won a Power 5 conference title. They should be in. I know it sucks. Jordan Kravis got hurt, and that's the excuse they're using. But they did everything. They won. They beat everybody. You know what I mean? Like, So that's kind of hard. I look at it like that. I know they're going to be double-digit favorites. You mentioned it about the kid getting his first start. We don't know how good he's going to be. We really have no idea. This could this kid could be amazing. Remember when Brock Purdy came in to replace Jimmy Garoppolo and everyone said the 49ers were done? He took them it's to that Florida, title. Yeah, it's Florida State. You don't have like the backup quarterback isn't some scrub. You know what I mean? And then you have the guy that comes in in the ACC championship and he's a third string freshman. He was out the first 6 weeks of the year because he had thumb surgery. He hyperextends his knee in the second game. They haven't been a brace plane. I mean, it's yeah, they scored 16 points. Their third string quarterback who's making his first who's 18 making his first start in the ACC championship didn't look good. But that Rodemaker guy is going to be back by the semifinal. Cuz it's a concussion. He was a game time decision this week. Why is he like why is that being discounted? You know, they beat a Florida team on the road uh by they covered the they covered the spread they beat what vegas projected and bama's going on the road to auburn and need a prayer to escape and you're like it's a double standard thanks for the reminders reed i had florida plus the seven in the money line and i had auburn plus uh 500 so thank thanks for reminders on those buddy thanks for thanks for pulling out the band-aid with (laughs) um Yeah, dude, I agree with you, man. You know, that, like I said, and the thing is this, is I know everyone, the thing I hate about college football is, A, it's going to change, like, and it's, I mean, you have rumors that the ACC and and Big 12 are going to break off, start their own thing. The SEC and Big 10 may do the same thing. College football, as we know it, is done. There's going to be a lot of changes. I'm upset about that. But number two, I'm also upset that people don't see college football is basically we're just using old men's opinions on teams. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? And the best analogy I heard is if you work at the job, you do everything you're supposed to do, and then you get passed over for the job because someone's son wants the job instead. And I think that's kind of the analogy that kind of rem is like rem, like whatever I'm spacing on the word, but reminds me of this situation is that Florida state did everything they had to do. They got screwed over. Um, people think, you know, Bama should be in there. Bama's resume is not that good. It's, it's not that, no. good, not that good at all. Um, no, they can, yeah. who's, who's their best, the best team they beat outside of Georgia, LSU. Oh, what do they have in count? Florida state beat LSU. Florida state's defense had held LSU to less points than Bama and Bama knocked out Jaden Daniels in the third quarter. I think it was, I just think they didn't have the stomach to leave out the sec. And I think that's, I think, I think it came down, it, it came down to that. I do you think, do you think, uh, do you think if Georgia, I think if Georgia wins, Texas and Bama are out, they just leave Florida state at four. Well, is your, you, I'm sorry, repeat that. Sorry. If, do you think if Georgia wins, do you think they, throw Texas in over Florida state? Or do you think they just leave Florida state at four? You have four undefeated think, teams think, and you're good. I think that Texas would have been out. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. too. And I, I mean, I was rooting for, I was rooting for Georgia because I thought we needed Bama to lose. Cause I thought they could jump us potentially, but yeah. I love what you said us. Like you're a member of the team, dude. I respect you for that. Um, I respect yeah. you for that. Uh, chime in and a, 86, do you think Brandon Staley will make it through the whole season with the Chargers? Yeah, I, I don't think they'll fire in midseason. I think uh, I don't, yeah, they'll just probably can them by the end of the end of the year I mean, unless they have a real embarrassing loss. It's week 14. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. over. It's week 14. It's over. Um, the way yeah. to the end. 
Yes, Bobby, I know. Bruto losing Circa last night. Thank you for the reminder. Those who don't know, I was alive in the Circa Survivor. Last night, I had I originally had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The last minute, I changed it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And T-Law went down. And as soon as he went down, I was like, dude, I am alive to C.J. Beathard in Circa Survivor Millions. I might as well just go to bed. Like, And literally, I went to bed. I just turned off the TV, and I just went to bed. And then I woke up knew, knowing knowing I was going to get an L. Cool, Kev. What is up, my friend? Um, yes, I know a long intro. I pressed the wrong button. That's my fault. You know, I, it's not like I, it's not like I've done like freaking 75 of these by now. I pressed the wrong button. Stuff happens. Uh, I ate the lake. FSU. Yep. FSU did get robbed. And yes, dude, we are, we are on Southern Utah tonight, plus the 24 and a half against the Utes. And we are grinding it out hard in some college basketball tonight, Bobby. And I appreciate you for tailing that back. Um, let's get some takeaways, dude. You know, we're at week 13. Season's dwindling down. Really interesting to see what you have to say. Let's kick it off with you, Reed. What is your first takeaway, my friend? Yeah, you know, I, I, I understand the record. Double-digit wins already. Number one seed in the NFC. I don't, I don't see this Eagles team going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think their defense uh, quietly has been very suspect recently. I mean, you look at ever since they shut down Miami pretty well. And ever since then, you know, I'm not really sure what's happened. Letting up 31 to the commanders, 406 yards to Dallas, outgained by Kansas City. You need you need a Kelsey fumble on the five and an MVS drop, you know, to hold them below 20. Uh, you're letting up 34 points, 500 yards in the rain to the Bills. Uh, Niners, I mean, you know, we get we can get to that. Just hung 42 on you with 456 yards. Didn't even – it looked effortless. I just – I don't know. It's It doesn't look like it's a – it's just something off about this team. They don't look like the same as last year. You know, they've kind of – you know, I'll get, I can get to this later, but they've been – you know, everyone was bagging on the Steelers for – you know, oh, they, you know, they're six and zero, or they've won this many games, or they've been eight, outgained eight games in a row. Uh, the Eagles haven't outgained anyone since they played Miami. They've been outgained uh, five games in a row now, um, and they've played, you know, the Commanders outgained them, and then four good teams. So when they're playing, when they're stepping up in class, you know, they're needing some things to happen and go their way to win. And I don't know if it'll be sustainable in the playoffs, and you know, the schedule doesn't get any easier. Uh, this week with going on the road to Dallas. So, no, Eagles, DBs. Can't I would cover. agree. Eagles, yep. DBs can't cover. Um, my first takeaway: Jets quarterbacks are not the problem. Last week, they are playing the Atlanta Falcons, who are allowing 107.8 yards per game rushing the ball, and you have Brees Hall. Only attempt 13 carries, and you have the two quarterbacks known as Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle throw the ball a combined 38 times. What the literal hell are you doing? Nate Hackett is there. He's only there because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. You look at the other quarterback play in the league. The Browns offense look good with P.J. Walker, who they just signed from the Bears practice squad. And then beat the San Francisco 49ers. DTR comes in. Looked good. Then they get Jersey Joe Flacco off the streets. Looked good against the Rams. And we're right yeah. there in a position to win. You mentioned the Steelers. Kenny Pickett sucks. Kenny Pickett is awful and should not be a starting quarterback. But they have a winning record. And it looks like they could make the playoffs. You look at the Colts and what they're doing with Gardner Minshew, who I think is awful. That is all coaching. And there's no coaching from the offensive coordinator because you brought in Aaron Rodgers' best friend, Nathaniel Hackett. And then people talk about Robert Sala. Sala, to me, is the most overhyped coach in the NFL. I think he's god-awful. I think he's absolutely clueless on the sidelines. He is overmatched in every single game. And then let's talk about the front office. You have Brees Hall. You have Michael Carter, a good pass-catching back, a good in-between-the-tackles runner. Okay, you know what? 
we're going to draft the kid from Pitt. We're, we're going to use a fourth-round pick on the kid from Pitt whose name I can't pronounce. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's sign Delvin Cook now because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. You have four people in the backfield, and you only have one goddamn football. So you release Michael Carter. Carter went to the cards. He looked explosive when he got run. He looked good against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are one of the better defenses in the league. This whole organization is completely clueless. Now next year, you want to run it back with Aaron Rodgers, 41, coming back from an Achilles tendon injury? What the heck are you thinking? And for everyone who's saying, oh, Zach Wilson hasn't performed, I have news for everybody. If Zach Wilson was on the Steelers, was on the Colts, was on the Browns, team with actual good coaching, guess what? They would be just as good, probably even better than what they are now. And people are saying, Zach, why don't you just come back and play? Because I don't know if you know the story. They try, they they approach Wilson. They're like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you come back. He, just, he was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to get hurt. So, I mean, and I, I don't blame him because they basically quit on him. So he's quitting on them. I completely get it. So I just think that the Jets' issues have not to do, nothing to do with the injury. I think they all have to do with the coaching and the lack of it. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, you know, obviously none of those quarterbacks are studs by any means, but you see, you see teams do at least look competent one week here or there. You know, it's, it's tough to be, you know, I mean, them in New England feels like every week are struggling to get to 10 and that, and I'm a bears fan. So, you know, I, I've been there, but you know, even, even the bears like aren't there at this point. And I just, yeah, bringing in Hackett to try to lure Rogers, definitely probably a short sighted decision after you literally just saw what he did in Denver. So now number two, Let's do it. What's your second takeaway, my friend? All right. You you touched on it a little bit, uh, talking about uh, Minshew. But I think, uh, you know, coach of the year, people need to kind of start talking about this Shane Steichen guy in Indianapolis. Uh, everywhere he's gone, he's ran an effective offense. Uh, some people don't know. Herbert is rookie year. Uh, Shane Steichen, OC. Jalen Hurts comes into the league. Not a good passer out of, you know, he was not a good passer in college. He came and developed, and now, I mean, he was, you know, plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Uh, yeah, And now, you know, he Richardson looked good to start the year. He goes down. You have Minshew throwing the ball to Pittman and Josh Downs. And Josh Downs, nice player. Pittman, nice player. They're not studs where, you know, they're elevating Gardner Minshew. Zach Moss is averaging 4.5 yards a carry. Zach Moss. This team last year couldn't run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Um, they've had wins over the Ravens at the Ravens. Granted, kind of a rainy game, but still, they've beaten the Texans. I know they've kind of got a soft schedule, but this team last year was atrocious. I mean, they they the fourth pick, and the guy they used on it went down, and they're seven and five. And they have remaining games of Bengals. You know, I know Jake Browning looked really good last night, but I, you know, need to see a little more. Raiders and I think the Steelers uh, are always a winnable game because it, it, you're never going to get blown out by them. So I think Steichen. I wouldn't be shocked if this team's in the playoffs. I think Steichen just knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he's proved it everywhere. Uh, Colts got a great one in him, and he should get a little more buzz for Coach of the Year. So I talked about this last week. Uh, what about Skipansky, twenty-eight to one? Uh, I would, I would concur with that too. I mean, I think he's done a great job also. I mean, I, I just, I just, you see, good. you see Gardner Minshew seven and five and that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I just, I just said like, I never thought of him, you know, cause I went on a big Skavansky whack last, last week. I completely, completely agree with you. I think what he's doing is com- completely getting overlooked. No Richardson. You're rolling out there with Minshew, who sucks. And, um, you know, yes, great. They're down 14. That's okay, dude. We're getting 24 and a half with Southern Utah. So we're good. We're good. Um, No Jonathan Taylor. Pittman and Downs, it's basically it in terms of playmakers. 
and you're rolling out Minshew, who's garbage in my eyes. So I I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, my takeaway too. Remember about four weeks ago, people were talking about how bad Jordan Love was, how Matt Lafleur needed to get fired. Now let's look. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Lions. They beat the Chiefs. And now they're minus 236 to make the playoffs. This is another good coaching job by Matt LaFleur. You got to give him credit. This team is young. They had some growing pains. But he stood with the script. You know what I mean? He didn't differ. He gave Young time to develop. Young made some big-time throws against that Chiefs defense, which has been playing pretty good. And the Packers' defense knew what was coming. They were so well-prepared for everything Mahomes and Reed were going to throw on them. It was night and day. You know what I mean? Like, um, I just – they are just so well-coached, I don't think people are seeing this. Oh, yeah, and who are they missing? Their best offensive weapon during this run, Aaron Jones. They're doing this with no Aaron Jones. Every time around this year, I make a list of teams. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is going to be a team I like to get a future on moving into next year. I did that with the Browns last year. Pretty good where I'm at. I did it with the Falcons last year. Like the position I'm at. I'm doing it with the Packers right now. I don't know if it's going to be their over-under to make the playoffs to win the North. But you add Aaron Jones. You add another year of development with Jordan Love, Jalen Reed, Christian Rawson, Romeo Dubs, Luke Musgrave. You get some help on the offensive line, help on the defensive line, add a DB in the draft. I think this team next year in the futures market is going to have a little bit of a value in Reed. Yes, I know you're a Chicago boy. I'm a Detroit boy. But I've, I'm here to make money. I think in the future market yeah. next year, I'm going to be betting the Packers. And I think everyone watching this, you got to jot that down because there's going to be some value to having the Packers. Last year around this time, Jim, Jim was on the show. And sorry, right when the show, right when the season over, and, and Jim said, let's lock in the Ravens at 25 to one. I mean, that's a pretty good bet right now, man. You're, you're saying yeah. pretty good about Jim at 25 to one. So I'm just saying like, yeah, Packers are going to have some value next year in the futures market. Have it be over under, which we don't know yet. Make the playoffs. This is just a team we need to remember going forward in the next year. I agree. And I, I think a lot of their struggles early on was, you know, like, they are young guys, like, you know, right out of college, you know, Dobbs, Watson, Jay, you know, Jaden Reed, those are all first or second year players. Love, I know, you know, you had the three years this is his first year starting. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I think uh, it's definitely scary to see them go kind of on this run. Uh, defense has, you know, obviously been talented in the past couple of years. So, yeah. And, you know, they always have uh, – it was a little luck on their side too, but missed a little PI at the end of that Chiefs game. But yeah, that would be discounting their performance also. Um, and Mr. December has never lost a game, Matt Lafleur, in the month of December. Just pointing that out. Well, um, what about January and, last year. Yeah, that, that, just oh, we're talking about December. <laughs> yeah, and Bobby, yes, Tucker had Reed and Coleman, and the offense sucks. Uh, that was a Michigan State dig right there. Michigan State's offense was brutal last year with Jalen Reed and um, yeah, Coleman yeah. down at FSU. Now let's shift our attention over to the bets. Reed, you are the guest. Now, props for props is due. Reed got ahead of the curve. He locked in the Browns at plus three yesterday. That's the bet he sent me. Obviously, that bet has moved six six points right now. The Browns are laying three, so he's not going to give that one out. He is going to give another one out. First bet, my friend. Yeah, first bet. We're going back to uh, the roots here. Kansas City minus two and a half. Um, they're coming off a loss. You know, I always, you know, kind of, you know, those good quarterback coach combos off a loss seem to, and especially the good teams seem to uh, really lock in. And I know the Bills are off a bye. Um, I know they're in. You know, Kansas City just played a close, tight game in Green Bay. I just I, – I think something's up with Buffalo this year, obviously. Um, and I know a lot of people like to throw it on Josh Allen, that, you know, he's got turnover problems. He's thrown interceptions. I think he's the only thing holding that team together. 
Um, you know, people like to say he leads the league in picks. He also leads the league in touchdowns. Um, if you watch that Eagles game, uh, it was in the defense's hands multiple times in McDermott's defense. Couldn't get it done. McDermott took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands with 20 seconds left when they only needed a field goal. They had two timeouts. Uh, I think, you know, this team, you have Johnson out this week, the corner. Rat, the safety's out this week. Already have Milano and Tredavious White out all year. Von Miller with some legal problems earlier this week. That's, you know, a distraction during the bye week. Uh, yeah, I think Josh Allen's the only thing holding this team together. Outside of Stephon Diggs, I, and, you know, Kincaid's a nice rookie tight end, but outside of those two guys, like, who is making plays on this offense? You know, the Shakir guys looked a little explosive at times, but I think Kansas, I, I think Buffalo's defense is not great uh, due to all the injuries. I think McDermott is slowly losing control of this team. You know, they had to fire Dorsey midseason. I I think Kansas City's in a great spot here, minus two and a half um, at home, off a loss, knowing, you know, they can't really lose again if they want to try to host the AFC Championship again. So I got Kansas City here, minus two and a half. Um, before we dive into that one, let me ask you the sports facts. Are you going to middle the Browns plus three? Meaning, are you going to now take the Jaguars plus the three? Or are you just going to sit on the Browns? What What are you going to kind of do? Uh, I will probably just sit on that one plus the three points. Um, I think at home, you know, Beathard having to go on there in a short week on that Browns defense, and you're getting three points already. Uh, I'll probably just sit on that. I hate the Lakers chimes in legal problems. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to misspeak. So um, yeah, legal problems. Yes. Bobby Thompson down to six sports facts. I'm going to be pissed if they win. and I didn't bet the money line. Uh, I don't think Southern Utah is going to win at Utah. buddy. I think, I think, I think they can cover. I don't think they'll win. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, let me ask you as a quarterback. Those that don't know, Reed played quarterback at the collegiate level. How long does it take for a new OC to come in at this point of the season and to change and install his concepts? Because his concepts are completely different than Dorsey's. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not running. They like maybe he'll they'll have you know the way I would think about it is they would probably you know Joe Brady's probably adding a little they, especially because they're coming off a bye. You know he's probably adding a little flair couple maybe one word calls but i think for the most part um you're you're running towards i think he's just you know the play play calling is changing i i don't think you know necessarily the offense they're running is going to be the huge difference and i thought ken dorsey got a bad rap by the way they they had a top five offense and he got fired so i look at it like this i will say this i think with I'm a big Joe Brady guy. I think with Brady coming in, I thought the offense looked better. They're, they got Cook more involved, yeah. which I think was key. Uh, they're moving digs around, a little bit more motion. It wasn't as pedestrian. They played with a little faster yeah. pace. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, it's it's similar. It's similar. It's The play climb is going to change. Like, Cook will get more involved. I think they're going to spread it around. I think Dorsey kind of resorted to, like, just – Josh Allen and shotgun and let him figure it out a little too much. And, you know, that's kind of where, where turnovers go up and everything, but I don't think like, you know, the whole offense isn't changing. I don't think in two weeks. Um, What's the other comment I was going to make? I, I do think that the personality of Brady is going to be fitting the team a little bit more than Ken Dorsey. Yeah. Probably. Um. I don't know. I, I like what I saw. I like the play calling. I do I do agree with you. However, you mentioned the defensive players they lose. You're not losing those defensive players and then winning football games. And Dorsey just so happened to take the blunt of it. Um, the game should be interesting. I didn't do anything in this game. I'm going to completely look back and I'll be cheering you on. I hope we can get it there. My next bet. And I'm going back to the well. We got him last week down in Tampa. The Carolina Panthers plus the five and That's a half. Gross. <laughs> Dennis Allen is twenty three point eight percent ATS as a favorite. Are you ready for this? Since twenty oh five, he is 
the sixth least profitable coach against the number as a favorite. Sixth least. Home favorites, he take as a home favorite, he takes up a little bit, 30.8% ATS. Now we really don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Saints. So let's look at Carr's numbers. 32% ATS is a favorite, home favorite, 36.7%. Jameis Winston, 29.6% ATS is a favorite, home favorite is 26.3. So you have a coach and QBs who have proven through a huge sample size they don't cover as favorites. The last couple of years, what has the Saints defense been known for? Stout against the run. That's not the case this year. They're 25th DVOA defending the run, allowing 125.5 rushing yards per game and allowing 165 yards the last three games. One of the things that stood out for me in the Panthers game was how much they were committed to the run. That was the most they rushed the ball all year. Chuba. Hubbard had 25 carries, and I think they're going to lean on the rush game here. We also saw the Panthers' offense take more chances downfield. What does that do? That pushes the linebackers back, is going to open up the run game. If you're a basketball player, think of it like this. You have a team that shoots threes. It draws people away from the paint, opens up the driving lanes. And we also saw more opportunity for my boy, Jonathan Mingo. I think Mingo is going to be in line for another huge game. Saints are 20th DVOA defending wide receiver twos. Divisional trends since 2005. Divisional road dogs, 650, 556, and 35. That's 54% against the number. Last five years, that takes up to 57% ATS. Last five years in the NFC South, road divisional dogs, 65% against the numbers. One more thing. Guess who's one of the worst teams in the red zone? The Saints. Gotta be. So, yeah, Saints. Saints. Yeah. so if the Saints are scoring threes and not scoring sevens, that's going to help it here. I absolutely love the Carolina Panthers plus the five and a half. Getting dirty down in Nolo, man. Getting dirty. That's um, dirty, all right. Yeah. So let me ask you this real quick. You're a coach. Okay. You're a young. You're a young. A young guy. If you had your choice right now of jobs that could potentially be open, now obviously, like you can't say the Chiefs. We'll say Chargers, Raiders, um, Panthers, Bears, Patriots, Commanders, Bucks. Those seven. Where do the Panthers rank on your list? I mean, they have to be toward the bottom, no? Seven. Seven. Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah. yeah I mean, because Mark Mark Davis isn't a great owner, and I and David Tepper blows him out of the wall. I mean, the, the, the Bryce Young pick saying that was unanimous is probably a lie, and it was probably unanimous because no one wanted to get fired. Uh, Frank Reich not getting longer than Urban Meyer is insane to me. Uh, I like it just didn't make sense to fire at that point in the year. I just think he's, you know, he's managing the team like a, a hedge fund, it seems. And the Panthers have made like 15 separate quarterback transactions since he's been the owner and like none have worked out. I mean, you can talk about Bridgewater, Darnold, uh, Mayfield. Uh, I mean, drafting Matt using a third round pick on Matt Corral. Uh, I mean, I just, I think, it, yeah, yeah, bringing Cam. I mean, I just think they haven't done really anything right. Uh, they had like, you know, a solid, and, you know, Steve Wilkes, like, may add that team with some juice at the end of last year, and they just, you know, let him walk. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to work for Tepper. C Spear 22, Uncle Rico. Sorry about the Jags. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, like, I was uh, telling, telling Reed about it. As soon as Iowa's finest, C.J. Beathard, came in, I was like, dude, done. I'm going to bed. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Dave Weaver, sent me a text that just said, ouch. So at that point, like, I was like, dude, I'm done, man. Uh, Reed, next bet. And this, you know what? I might. It's going to be a sneaky game. I think this is going to be a game. Last week. Now, I'm going to say this, though. I, you say your speech. You say your thing about it. 
And then after you say yours, I'm going to add something because I gave out a bet on this last week. But go ahead. Where are you going, my friend? I am going down to the big D in Dallas. I think I think I'm gonna bite my tongue after this one. Uh, but I do think, you know, the Cowboys, they don't show up in big spots a lot. Uh, Dak doesn't show up in big spots a lot. But I feel like once a year the Cowboys have a good win and it really that's when people like really buy into them. And I think this is a game. I think they're at home. Um, you know, I know they played a tight game against uh, I know they played a tight game against Seattle. You know, defense was on the field for a while, which I have a feeling like is going to be coming up when you have your thing to say. But I just think Philly is there's something off with them. Uh, Hurts injury cannot be overlooked. He's clearly banged up a little. Um, you know, Goddard, he's been out recently. Offense hasn't been fantastic. He plans to play, but we'll have to see, you know, what percentage he's at. Speedy Lamb's been on an absolute tear. Recently, that Eagles secondary has been struggling. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I think I think Dallas kind of jumps on them, uh, and you know their defense is good enough to keep keep Philly not you know going nuclear on them. I I think Dallas you know minus three and a half is a solid play here, especially at home uh, against Philly. And I think I think Dallas smells a little blood in the water. So my thing is this: last week. I gave out, I think it was like at plus, I think it was plus, no, it was two weeks ago. It was plus 500 for the Cowboys to win the NFC East. So mm-hmm. if you tailed that bet, this is an easy hedge opportunity because the Eagles yeah. are plus 160 on the money line. If you didn't tail the bet, look, man, I, as much as it pains me to say this, the the most important thing Reed said and everything was the Jalen Hurts injury. Because hypothetically, let's say Hurts doesn't play. This is getting up to six. Or he gets banged up early. Yeah, this is getting up to six. You know what I mean? This is just going to balloon up. And right now, the line is priced that he is going to play. It's priced like he is going to play. If he's not going to play, this is going to balloon up. So, yeah, if you think that's the case, now's the time to hop on the Cowboys. This is another game. Like, look, I think – you know, you're right. Cowboys have this one game where they just are like, oh, shit, this team's legit. Um, but if they're playing in the college football playoffs because of their lack of competition this year, they probably get left out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I don't. I, I actually, I heard this one. This is a good one. Okay. So, so right now in the AFC wild card, uh, the Browns would get in over the Bills, but the Browns don't on their four string quarterback so they should just put the bills in because they still have Allen. <laughs> that's pretty funny uh my yeah. next one and jesus christ it i'm noticing a trend man how you're going to like these showtime games and i'm going to like these like dirt ball games here. <laughs> well i i didn't love i well you had your dogs and dogs haven't been great recently so i've been kind of taking some Going more to home favorites. Yeah, I mean, this has been one of a great season for for people covering, for favorites covering, chalk covering, and everything. Um, most profitable yeah. season ever in terms of public. That's bets that are getting over 50%. Favorites last three weeks been insane. One of the better favorites um for the whole uh for the whole year. Uh my next bet. Raiders plus two and a half. This is actually ticked up the three, kind of. Kind of change, trying to surprise me a little bit. How are the Vikings laying points with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback? No idea. I have He's no idea. Two and eleven straight up in his career. What world are we living in? I know that everyone is trying to make a story about Josh Dobbs, but I have news for people. He's not that good. Josh Dobbs is not that good. There's a reason he's been in so many teams. But Eric, Justin Jefferson is coming back. What does that matter? That that literally matters nothing to me. Reed, you can speak on this as a former quarterback. You have spots in the field immediately you just look to. And looking at an outside receiver is never what Dobbs has done. Anywhere Josh Dobbs has done, it's always the middle of the field to the slot to the to the tight end. He hardly ever throws to the outside. 
So Justin Jefferson coming back does nothing for me. Dobbs. Yeah. Also, go ahead. I, I don't know when I don't know when Jefferson started practicing. I know they haven't played a game together. I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. I don't think it makes a huge difference in this game. You know, like his go-to guy. I don't know if that's. Just, I don't know if you can build that relationship in practice. You know, um, I, I guess but they're coming. I, mean, off, I know they're coming off a bye, but like, yeah, I, exactly what you're talking about. Like when he's looking to someone, he's probably going to be looking at Addison. Like I don't think the Jefferson thing is as big as you know maybe that number suggests it's going to be. I I the first thing I saw when I looked at the lines to, you know, make these picks here was Raiders plus three. I saw you already had it, but yeah, it made no sense that Vikings are laying this many points on the road to a team off a bye. And it just makes zero sense. It makes zero sense at all. Um, and I mean, like in high school, if your first read, like you always threw the X when you went to college for your time, however long you started in high school, like two, three years, you would always look to the X, you know what I mean? When you're in college, just because for two years, that was the thing. And you continued that through your collegiate career. Dobbs struggles with pressure in his face. Um, Cosby is going to make his life hell. Also, I think the Raiders are going to lean on the run. The Vikings just allowed 118 yards to the Bears. I think the Raiders will have similar success running the ball. This is going to set up the passing game for the Raiders. I don't trust the Vikings DBs to stop Devontae Adams. Plus, I can't live in a world where Dobbs is a favorite on the road and I don't fade him. Give me the Raiders plus the two and the half. Real quick, before your last bet, we have a question from Seaspear22. Sorry if I missed this, but what about our boy Vrabel at plus 13 and a half? So this is my thing. I need to know all the Titans injuries just because I they are really bad against the pass um I know it's at 13 and a half 13 some books this gets the 14 I'll probably get involved in it that that's gonna be my buy-in at some point I mean it's just what Vrabel does man it's just what Vrabel does an ugly game he's gonna dirty it up he's gonna run win it they'll lean on that running game Dolphins can be ran on so I'll um I'll be on it, but I want to get that 14 if that answers the question. How about you? Are you going to be investing in that game? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I I watched Miami in person last week, and they are fast. Fast. And I don't know. I just uh, – I'll just probably stay away. How was that uh, – how was the Commander Stadium? Bad. No service. No cell phone service? No service. I – no, I, I didn't. I had a couple crucial fancy games as well and had no idea what happened until I walked out of the stadium. Um, Last bet, my friend. Where are you going? All right. This is probably my favorite one. You've got it right there. Um, but, I mean, what if I could tell you that you're getting uh, one of the top defenses in the league off a of bye at home, West Coast team traveling east in the noon slate, and you have – who last week, outside of the last four minutes of that game, were in an absolute dogfight with the Cleveland Browns, who's one of the best, who's one of the most physical defenses and best defenses in the league. I've seen this game before, by the way. I saw it in week seven against Detroit. I saw it in week nine against Seattle. It's Baltimore laying four to seven points against a, a good NFC team that they're just going to pound. Uh, Lamar's 16 and one against the NFC. I think this game gets ugly quick. I, I just think they're going to jump all over the Rams. This is a really tough spot for them. I know they've won three in a row, but um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm going to struggle to see the Rams putting up a bunch of points on the Ravens. And sometimes I don't like the Ravens uh, because they'll like mess around at the end of the games. like at the chargers, but at home in that noon game when they're not, I just think they'll, I think they're going to pummel the Rams and, uh, I think it's a bad spot for the Rams, and I think it's a great spot for the Ravens off by. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Zay Flowers for pointlessly running in that touchdown and costing me my plus three and a half with the Chargers. Thank you, Zay. Um, no, like I look, Stafford struggles with pressure. You know, if they can get home with it, it's them. I can totally see this. Are the Rams going to be able to stop this rushing attack? Uh, Lamar. 
a week without Andrews, more comfortable with with li- with likely. I can see this game getting out of hand and getting out, out of hand fast. So I'm not one to lay big numbers, but I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of like where your head is with this one. Um, my last one, Reed, and I know you're gonna like this one, buddy. Give Let's me go. I go bear against your own against your own guys, dude. Reed, I'm in this to make money. I don't care. My collegiate stuff, my like me, I would rather make money than my team win. That's just the way I am, man. Give me my money. I will be a die hard Lions fan for my whole life. My goal is for them to make it to the Super Bowl one year. And Eminem is rapping, lose yourself. And Jared Goff, Hayden Hooker, whoever their goddamn quarterback is, leading them out. I will cry as a grown man. But in this situation, dude, I'm taking I'm taking your bears, dude. I'm taking your bears here plus the three and a half. Goff as a favorite outdoors on the road, 43.8% ATS. Um since week eight per EPA, Lions have the worst defense in the NFL. The worst yeah, it's defense not good. in the NFL. And it goes back to my thing. I really don't think people understand how messed up, how, how the Lions totally messed up this draft. Jameer Gibbs, great player. Pointless Useful. pick him. Like why? The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the first you already round. had him in DeAndre Swift. You could have drafted Jalen Carter. Why didn't you you put Carter and you put um Hayden Hutchinson up there? You freaking got something, and you got something great for many, many and, years. And you have it Go now, ahead. too. You have it now. Yeah. Like Carter's I mean, good right now. Hutchinson just, is he's stud right now, but he's the only like, yeah. It's just insane how much they blew this draft. The Bears shredded the Lions' defense, rushing for 183 yards, four yards per cap. They kept the Lions on the field for 71 plays. Plus, we know the Lions like to run the ball. When I looked this up, Reed, this completely blew my mind. The Bears are only allowing 79 running rushing yards per game. That's the best in the NFL. That is the best in the NFL. And at home, they're only allowing 63.4 rushing yards per game on the ground. If the Lions can't run the ball, that's going to put more pressure on golf to make throws. Lions have injuries on the offensive line. Not having Jonah Jackson there is completely destroying the left side of the line. Plus, other people, Frank, um, the tank got hurt. They're just banged up, and they don't have the depth on the line to create those running lanes. With the addition of sweat, the defensive line for the Bears is playing lights out. Oh, yeah. Reed, you live in the city. Have you seen this weather on Sunday? Windy, snow, rainy, just an awful, awful looking day. When it's like that and that weather is that bad, it's going to favor the rushing game of the Chicago Bears when you have the mobile quarterback. I'm on the Bears here, plus the three and a half. And it breaks my living heart. Can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. So, uh, I guess I don't know if it's possible because I guess they're probably too far behind. But if you think the Bears are live here at all. Oh, well, here was my thought press. If you think the Bears are live here at all, is the is a Packers to win the North at all possible? Because that have you seen their schedule remaining? Yeah. I know they lost and you know they split with Detroit. I don't know. Do you think it's possible they win the north? What are you getting? I I'd have to look. It it just I just thought of that. I mean that's not a bad idea. They do have one of the easiest schedules remaining. Um, they could definitely make a run on it. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely like like that thought process there. Um, you know, I don't know. Let me let me look on DraftKings real quick. 
Pro- what that probably won't. I pro- probably won't get invested in it, but I don't know. Thought came to my mind. The, the only winning team, the Vikings, because I was actually looking at this, Vikings are the only winning team with a winning record that the Patriots have left on their schedule. So that would – The Packers? That the Packers do. Reed, I kind of like where your head is here, man. Uh, so futures, division win. They're 12 to 1. Packers are 12 to 1 to I don't, win. I don't know. And then, like, and then after this week, the Lions are at home against the Broncos. I don't think that's a gimme. And you're at Minnesota, at Dallas, home Minnesota. You know what, Reed? Let's do it. Let's do it, Reed. Right now, we are locking in the Bears, not the Bears, the Packers plus 12 to win the. NFC North. I like that bet a lot. Reed, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? Yeah, just the handle right here, my Twitter. I'm typically just NFL on there. So NFL in there like once every two, like once every two months, right? Yeah, basically. Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you give my boy Reed a follow. We'll definitely get his uh Get his uh, Twitter game up a little bit. Make sure to check us out next week. O'Kane is going to be our special guest. Make sure to check that out. Reed, thanks for stopping by. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls. 